0: The landscape of North America's networks is rapidly evolving. New technologies like 5G carry a lot of promise to redefine the way we do business, learn, and connect with one another. But we're not there just yet. From the budget to build, software to secure, and spectrum to support all use cases regardless of locale, a lot needs to happen before everyone can tap into its fullest potential. Tune in to Nokia today, where we discuss how policymakers, enterprises, and industry leaders are working together to bring today's network capabilities to scale for the future. And welcome to Nokia Today. I'm your host, Tyler Kern. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the show. Today, I'm joined by Arkel Shaw, Senior Vice President of America Sales at Equinix, to talk about the digital transformation that we're seeing right now and the role that critical data infrastructure is playing in it. So, Arkel, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining me.
1: Tyler, thank you for having me. It's great to be here.
0: Absolutely. I'm, I'm thrilled to dive into these topics with you here today and uh, and hear you talk about uh, something that's going on in our world that is so, so important right now. And so, uh, Arca, let's start off here. The term data center is often used to describe critical infrastructure. Why is that not the best way to describe Equinix? And, and in answering that, tell us a little bit more about Equinix and what it is that you do.
1: Perfect, well, a great question to start with. Um, We don't believe it's the best way to describe Equinix because the data center and co-location are just one piece of the infrastructure that's needed to build out the platform that fuels our client success. So we refer to ourselves as the world's digital infrastructure company. Um, we say that because we interconnect industry-leading organizations across all sectors, so think finance, education, healthcare, government, um, and we connect them through data centers that we have globally across our backbone through incredibly rich ecosystems out to the edge where our customers' uh, clients are. And so our platform, uh, which is a um, built based on a number of factors, our data centers, our backbone, um, as I mentioned, the ecosystem, and also our digital services such as Network Edge and Metal enables our customers to launch their services globally in a very rapid manner um, in an agile way and to really um, leap ahead with confidence in their digital transformation. I like to say that what we're enabling our customers to do is future-proof their platform, their technology, so that they can continue to grow and develop and don't have the headache of having to constantly think about a refresh on their network. Um, And so that is Equinix, much more than data center.
0: That's a that's a really great way to put it. Much more than a data center. And it really strikes me that that you provide the platform for your customers as they navigate this uh, this really fast and complex digital transformation. Is that how you see it that you're really providing the platform that allows them to a- excel moving forward?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So when you start to think about digital transformation, it's really complex and it's really hard to figure out. And a lot of our, our clients and, and future clients tell us that it's really hard to figure that out, kind of where's your starting point. Um, it's also um, you know, one of these things where I think that a lot of executives recognize that maybe the technology that they have today, the network that they have, is not capable of addressing the digital technologies and supporting the digital technologies that are needed when they transform their business. The third thing that they're thinking about is um, a recent report by McKinsey talked about the fact that digital ecosystems will account for more than $60 trillion by 2025. So these ecosystems where all of the enterprises come together so enterprises have to be a part of the ecosystem in order to capture their share of that $60 trillion. So these are all the things that they're trying to think about and trying to, to navigate as they think about their digital transformation. So we believe that we have the platform to help them, and it starts with that foundation. Um, so we enable those enterprises to connect their core and to integrate into those ecosystems and to integrate or interact with their clients and their partners and uh, vendors um, out on the edge and their employees, I might, might also say, um, and able to do that. And so it helps to take that complexity out of it and to help them understand where that starting point might be so that from there they can do, deal with the rest of the complexities of digital transformation that happen across uh, the company.
0: Right, right. And as we talk about these complexities, uh, it, it strikes me that I'm sure that there are challenges that we're facing in terms of this digital transformation, um, that, that there are things that hurdles that need to be overcome. What are some of the primary challenges that you're seeing uh, as people go through this?
1: There are a lot of challenges. <laughs> um, well, first of all, you know, a lot of companies tell us that their strategy is fragmented. Um, and we really saw that in COVID, uh, when COVID started, that um, they just didn't have a plan, or they had a plan that was more visionary. And nowadays it's mandatory that you have a plan. Um, In what we saw also happen was this massive acceleration in the planning cycle. So oftentimes clients had three to five year planning cycles to think about um, digital transformation. And it literally was condensed down to, for some companies, a matter of weeks. um, But we were seeing three, six month cycles um, where companies were literally trying to figure out how they could plan and execute in a much shorter time frame. I think there's some other issues associated with digital transformation that are outside of the technology world, or I should say the IT shop, but are absolutely impacted um, uh, by an IT Uh, is impacted by them. And some of them are the the rate of speed with which the change is happening. Um, Organizational change management is another one that is really critical to address and sometimes is a hard one to address. Um, Also just um, the cost associated with it, business processes. There's a lot of change that happens within a company when they're going through a a restructuring of how a business process, for example. Um, Ineffective data management, um, and then also a um, the lack of dedicated skills. So we see that, which does impact um, our IT clients where um, oftentimes digital transformation is a, that's kind of a plus one to a lot of people's jobs. So you have your day job and then we want you to rethink the business processes that support, you know, the change that we're making. Um, and there's really a need to, to align around dedicated resources that can really think about what they're doing and, and execute that change. So um, so there's a lot going on around digital transformation that that uh, keeps, I think, a lot of executives up late at night.
0: Well, and uh, I, I think that there are challenges just inherent to any kind of digital transformation, any kind of transformation really, uh, but specifically digital transformation. And then you throw on top of that the fact that over the last year and a half, we've dealt with a pandemic. So. Were there any unique challenges presented as a result of the pandemic that Equinix also had to navigate and deal with and help clients with along the way as a result of uh, of everything else going on in the world?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, we saw the big things that we saw was just the massive increase in consumption. and because of the, the move towards doing everything digitally and virtually. Um, we saw companies that literally transformed even the product that they sold and, and their, their business changed. And while we, I think we anticipated seeing some of that shift back, it doesn't look like it's going to. And it looks like um, a lot of the things that were put in place to address continuing to run your business um, during COVID are still in place and we're not out of COVID yet, but I can see a lot of that continuing. Um, And and again, it's a part of the accelerated digital transformation of our business. And so what we saw, some examples of things that we saw um, and where we're really proud of what we did as Equinix and really was a testament again to this uh, platform that we provide uh, to our clients was uh, instances where, for example, we have a really large global bank Um, one of the world's largest banks, and they had to literally take 120,000 employees who were in an office environment and move them virtually in three days. And that's just one example. We had so many clients that were doing that. So if you were an enterprise that had the infrastructure in place and the the backbone to be able to do that, the platform to do that, then you were able to make that pivot. Um, Those who didn't have that ability couldn't. And so For this particular organization, um, they had a digital core with us that was global in in, um, quite a few locations. They were connected to our ecosystem through our cross-connects to about 1,000 of those, Um, so they had access to their supply chain as well as their end users and their employees. Um, and then they were able to. We were able to get them to the edge where they had all of their end users, which is critically important because a lot of businesses, when they shifted their workforce to be at the edge, to be at home, uh, they were, you know, they needed access to data and information to continue to do their job effectively. So all of those components were critically important to have together. If you had just one piece of that, then you weren't able to make that shift. Um, We had a a lot of examples in healthcare, as you know, there was, they were critically impacted. And so we had a network of hospitals we were working with um, and they have a a hospital system and they also have a a care system. And we literally saw overnight a 450% spike in their traffic, um, which of course is a crisis point because that'll take the network down when you haven't, you know, Built your network to accommodate that that spike. And so because again, they had this core network with us um, and they had the infrastructure in place on our platform, we were able to help them scale to the degree that they needed to. As you know, in that what we also saw were spikes that were happening during covid. so, As as the the time went on, you would see traffic increase and then traffic decrease. So we were really able to help our clients um, scale up and scale down and manage the the inconsistencies that were showing up um, in in their consumption and and what they were doing from a production perspective. And that was really important. Again, it's because they were um, on a platform that it gave them that flexibility and agility to do that
0: yeah, that's a great point now i'm I'm glad you brought up the those words flexibility and agility because I think they've been the two maybe the the two biggest words that could be used to describe people who are uh, who have been able to uh, adapt to this current time and and kind of go with the the different changes that are going on in the world is just people who are flexible, adaptable, and those sorts of things. and it seems to me that that's one of the primary aspects of of your platform that really allows people to excel right now is that ability to be adaptable, to be flexible, um, because those do seem to be the, the primary qualities uh, that allow people to succeed, because things can change on a moment's notice these days.
1: Yeah, and I think that's a really important part of our culture and the company that we are. It, it, it is in, it's a part of our DNA, and it's this uh, notion of really leaning into what the future looks like. And building out um, products and services and this platform that enable us to help our clients do the same thing. And so we, we see it in the investments that we make. We see it in the, you know, the people that we hire. We see it in our thought leadership in the industry is really this notion that as, as the world continues to go through this transformation, how do we enable that to happen um, for, our, for our, the enterprises, our clients, um, but also for society and the role that we play in that. And how do we help to transform in a really positive way Um, what's what's happening. And so I think some of that has to do with accessibility, it has to do with being creative in terms of, you know, what are the next set of services that enable our enterprises, our clients to be successful. So we want to think one step ahead of them in terms of what's happening to enable them and to make it easier for them. Um, I think our partnership with Nokia is another great example of where we've come together thinking about what our clients need so taking the nokia data marketplace um, combining it with our data centers we actually are enabling organizations out at the edge to have a secure um, platform that um, has reduces latency it um, gives them it reduces costs it increases the speed with which they can actually work um, at the edge of the network um, and create new ideas um, ideate build new things Um, and do what the work that they need to do as a business. And that facilitates that. So I think those are examples. um, And I think that's a great example of coming together saying, how do we improve? Um, How do we make this easier for our clients? How do we, um, you know, when we look at the future, what it's going to look like, how do we help create a path to that for our clients?
0: yeah i think that's 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 really well put and you mentioned this digital transformation having a societal impact how do you believe how do you believe that uh, digital transformation is having a positive impact on society right now
1: yeah i think well that's debatable because i know there are people who have a different opinion on that I mean, I think with anything, there's, there can be a negative side to it, but I think there are so many good things that have come out of this. I think, first of all, um, it's enabling at unprecedented levels, um, you know, communication, social, um, interaction, community building, um, it's really democratized, uh, you know, knowledge and access to information, which I think is exciting. And we've seen so many new ideas come out of that. Um, and it's allowed so many different communities and groups to be able to um learn and grow and have access to that they didn't have before. And I think that's a really positive um, social aspect of it. I also think when you think about the changes that are happening in business and I, I like to think about healthcare where um it, you know healthcare years ago was you know it was about you know you you got sick and then you were treated um, whereas it's really evolved into prevention right and, and how do you prevent from getting yourself from getting sick and a lot of the things that have happened with um, you know telemedicine, um, wearable devices, electronic health records you know digital technology that collects data and provides feedback enables people to one do a lot more preventative you know works so that they don't get sick but also if you are sick it gives you so much more, um, freedom and ability to still carry on with your life. And, you know, studies have shown that when you don't have to be in a hospital, you can be at home or you can be outside or in a space that, you know, makes you feel good that you have a better rate of getting healthy and recovering from illness. And so it's just these really good things that are coming out of, um, this transformation that's happening.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And i I love hearing about those things because you're right. Like everything in life, there can be positives and negatives, but it's great to highlight some of the positives and some of the amazing things that are coming out of this transformation. Um, so, Arkel, one of the things that we have really loved doing here on the Nokia Today podcast is highlighting women who are doing incredible things in, in the world of technology. Can you tell us about your experience as a woman who is doing some amazing things um, in the world of technology? Tell us about your experience and, uh, and some of the things that, um, that has, have been hallmarks of your time um, working in technology.
1: Yeah. Thanks for asking that question. So, um, well, I love technology and I love being in technology. And I think that um, my experience, one of the reasons I have a career here is because um, when you work within the technology sector, you, you're you always having to think about what the future looks like. And not only do you have to think about it, but you actually, if you're lucky to work in, you know, certain companies, you're creating what the future looks like. And that's terribly exciting. Um, I left the industry for a little bit uh, and went into another sector, and I, I, I missed that so much that I came back into technology. Um, I think that um, so as a woman, it sometimes is a really difficult, it's been a, a difficult road because it's not a, a sector that has a lot of women in it still to this day. And it's a it's a, a an environment where people are, the people that work in technology are highly educated, they're highly accomplished, um, they have a lot of uh, knowledge and there's a lot of uh, source of pride in terms of uh, not just what your education from the past but how you continue to be educated what new new things you're doing what you've accomplished what you've invented or discovered or designed and so it's a it can be a very competitive sector as well and i think as a, a woman and as a minority uh, in the room often, um, it can be difficult. Um, even if you are as accomplished uh, as the individuals in the room, being able to get have a voice there can be difficult. And so it it shaped me in a lot of ways in the sense that it made me realize the importance of speaking up and having a really clear voice. Um, I, I credit being in this sector with um, the knowledge I have and really Doing due diligence in terms of you know how I present, uh, understanding technology, continuing to always think ahead to the future, um, and and wanting to be a part of that, and um, and just coming in being exceptionally well prepared because everyone in the room is incredibly smart, and so you um, you have to play at that level. Um, I think that also it's shaped this passion in me to bring other women in because I think some of the most brilliant people I know in technology are women um, and they have a different way of looking at things at times. And I think it's that nuance of bringing more minds together and allowing for diverse thinking in technology that has really created some of the biggest changes that have happened um, in technology and in our, in our world. And um, it came from those diverse thinkers. And so, um, so I have a lot of passion of bringing women in. It's also, a, it's just a great place to work in the sense of it's exciting and um it's uh it's there's so much going on and so I want to, I want to make sure that all women have access to
0: that absolutely well in a, in a very real way you are shaping the course of what the future looks like right and so bringing as many people in and, and allowing everyone and having equal access of being a part of building something amazing I think is an important thing right and and you as you mentioned so many uh, of the most incredible thinkers and and people who are innovating in this space are women and so there's there's value in diversity and value in ensuring that uh, that as many different people, with different backgrounds, uh, as can have a seat at the table, can uh, we should uh, encourage that and allow that as much as possible?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. I, um, you know, we know, uh, you know, we know that diversity in a team actually helps you to solve problems better, faster, and with a higher success rate and it's diversity in every form. Um, and it's also the hardest thing for us to do um, is oftentimes we, we build a comfort, a comfort zone, right? Of people we know and ways that we do things, and uh, it's, a, it's part of human nature. Um, but I think it's what diversity forces us to do is get out of that comfort zone. It forces us to bring people into the conversation who have a different point of view or a different opinion um, who have a different lens on a situation, which we may not have thought of, probably have not thought of, because we're not sitting in that person's position and walking in their shoes. And it's so critically important that we have that. And we know because we see that where those, you know, again, innovative ideas come from are from people who thought differently, who sought out different viewpoints, who try to look at things differently. And in order to do that, I know from my own experience, I am not the font of all knowledge. I don't have all the answers. And I know that I have biases that cause me to see things a certain way. And I have to rely on other people to make sure I don't make poor decisions as a leader by my own biases and the fact that I only have a particular view on things. And so I think that as we think about you know what i talked about earlier in the sense of for us as a company this is critically important because we want to be that company that's bringing the solution to those companies to business to say this is what's going to happen and this is how we're going to help you get there and in order to do that we can't do that with thinking from the past we have to do it with thinking for the future And that future thinking requires that we have diversity of thought in there. And so that's why for us as a company, we have a very strong focus on making sure that we are very inclusive, that we're really driving a strong agenda around diversity, inclusion, and belonging, and that we're bringing in the talent and encouraging and developing the talent that helps us to have that diverse perspective um, so that we can continue to grow and excel in an ever-changing environment And society that's also changing and
0: growing. Very, very well put. And and I I love getting your perspective on that. Arkel, as we begin to wrap up our episode here today and our conversation, it has flown by and has been a really, really great conversation. I've enjoyed every second of it. Um, I want to give uh, give you the floor just to give us any closing thoughts that you have, anything that you want listeners to walk away with here today. Um, Let me turn the floor over to you. Uh, It's yours. Take it away with uh, any final thoughts that you have here uh, on our conversation.
1: Thank you. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. Um, Nokia is just a critically important and wonderful partner for us. And we relish every opportunity to work together. So I'm really honored that you chose me to come and speak with you today. So thank you for that. And thank you for the partnership. Um, I would also say that um, I love talking about Equinix because I think that it's an opportunity for us to to share with you and the opportunities that are there. Um, We really are more than a data center, going back to how we started this conversation. And um, we are a platform that enables our customers and our partners to really create possibilities. To really think about how they can transform and take advantage of the future and the opportunity that exists um, for them in what the, in the future. And the partnership that we have with Nokia continues to evolve and grow. And together, we're finding those um, those opportunities and creating those possibilities. So thank you for having me here. We're excited about the future and we're excited about the possibilities that are out there for all of us. Thank you.
0: Absolutely. Well, thank you for joining us. Arkel Shaw, Senior Vice President of America Sales at Equinix. Arkel, thank you again so much for being here today.
1: Thanks. It was my pleasure.
0: Absolutely. And everyone, thank you for tuning into this episode of Nokia Today. We hope that you enjoyed it very much. For more, make sure to go check out Equinix on uh, their website and stay tuned for upcoming episodes. You can also visit Nokia's website to stay up to date with the latest from the podcast, as well as news and notes from the company to stay up to date with everything going on in the world of Nokia. And stay tuned. We'll be back soon with new episodes of Nokia Today. But for this one, for my guest today, Arkel Shaw, I've been your host, Tyler Crane. Thanks for joining us.